Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Tanya Pantoja about her wedding at Disneyland. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how Tanya decided to switch from wishes to escape and how that process worked and how everything turned out. So welcome, Tanya. Hi, Carrie. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. So let's start at the beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to have a wishes wedding and then how that turned into an escape wedding at Disneyland. Yeah, so my now husband and I have been together for about eight years. And by the time we were engaged, we were together seven years and had already known that we were going to have a Disney wedding. Our first date happened to be Disneyland. We were nearby in Anaheim at this dinner and we heard the fireworks and decided that we wanted to go together. And that turned out to be our first date in the beginning of a long tradition of going to Disneyland for date nights every week and Orlando every often and even um, Disneyland Paris. And we were really excited to kind of incorporate Disney weddings into our happily ever after. So we were lucky enough to be able to save up to do a large wishes wedding. And we wanted to do it in front of the castle and have a reception inside California Adventure And we worked with the wonderful coordinator at the Disney team about it. And as we started planning our wedding, a couple of complications came up. Throughout the process, Disney was amazing. So it never felt like a big disappointment. Everything always felt super magical, if you could believe it or not. But the first one was we were told that the castle was going to be down during the season that we wanted to get married. Star Wars Land is opening up. And so we already knew that the castle wouldn't be available for us. So then we looked at other venues, including the Small World, which is, I think, the one that we went with as our second choice. And then we went to our Catholic parish to find out more about that process. And our priest told us that they do not do marriages inside of Disneyland. So we already knew that we were going to have to do two separate weddings. One was going to be a small intimate mass with maybe a lunch or dinner. And then we're going to have our large wishes wedding inside the Disneyland park. So we went with that plan for a little bit. And then a couple of weeks went by and we started telling people that this might be the date and this will be the place. We started putting money down for it. And we found out that a lot of our broad family could not get a visa in time because all visas were halted for a brief time. So regardless of status or whoever they were, there's just no applications going out for the couple months that we needed them to reassure us if they're coming or not. And so we went back to the drawing board. And at this point, we have already invested some money into our Disney wedding. We already envisioned kind of this large like celebration at Disneyland. And we were really excited to move forward with that. So we talked to our planner and she was the one that actually recommended the escape plan. So we looked at that package and we thought that instead of doing a small, intimate Catholic mass and then a large Disney wedding, we were going to reverse it. We were going to do a small, intimate Disney wedding to do our civil legal stuff here. And we were going to do a large wedding abroad. It was about 250 friends and family at a large vineyard in Baja, California. And we went with two weddings. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. What were some of the other options you looked at inside Disneyland before you picked Small World? 
Well, there was three that we were really excited after the castle was no longer an option. And one of them was in California Adventure. We looked into doing the World of Color package. So I think for an additional $30,000, you can do your own private screening of World of Color, which we thought would be a great experience for our guests. I think rain was something that we looked into because we were looking into early January of 2019 at the time. So that was our only kind of concern. And then the other one would have been if it was a medium-sized wedding where you can get married on the big steamboat. I think that one only allows 60 people. So that was one of my front runners. And I think the size just wasn't accommodated. It wasn't small enough for the intimate wedding and it wasn't big enough for the large-scale wedding. It was just in between somehow. That's interesting. Okay. So when you decided to make the jump to escape, what venues did you choose for the ceremony and then the little catered meal? So we went with the Grand Californian, which is our favorite hotel in all the Disney universe to stay in, not only here in California itself, but abroad and in Orlando. It's just this fabulous, wonderful looking hotel. We like the earthly feel of it. And it was one of our first vacations because we're here local to Orange County that we started to feel a little bit like a family. We got married right in the courtyard. So we got to have the monorail go by as we got married, which was really nice because our photographer made sure we waved to the monorail and a couple of Disney guests were about able to like be peripheral guests to our wedding. And then we went to have a small reception at the Posteria Room, which is also inside the Grand Californian. Got it. Okay. So how did friends and family react as this, you know, everything changed? It went from one thing to another, and then it ended up as a third thing. Was there any pushback to the Disney idea, or were they just along for the ride? (laughs) I think for the most part, most people were along for the ride. We kept the Disney aspect a secret for a long time, not because we wanted to, but it was more of a surprise for the guests that were kind of included to both weddings, because everybody that went to the Disney wedding also went to our wedding in the vineyard. But I think that it was a nice way to kind of thank everybody for all their work and effort throughout the years of supporting our love and relationship. And it was a nice kind of celebration altogether. We went to the park that morning, uh, had a magic morning hour. We actually paid for everybody's hotel rooms for that couple days stay, obviously dinner, and then the churro cake, which everybody loved. And we had Mickey and Minnie come by to say hi to our guests. So it was more of a experience for the people that were the closest to us as like a gratitude for getting us to this point and then obviously helping us to the point that we got married and lived there happily ever after. Hmm. How many guests were able to attend your escape wedding? So it was a total of 20 people in our wedding, including us. So it was 18 guests and ourselves. Okay, got it. Now, which options from the package did you choose? Did you upgrade any of them? We did want to do the Mickey and Minnie appearance. Um, That was the absolute most magical part of the entire wedding. Minnie was phenomenal. And I've met her across the board on different places. We've gotten to see each other quite often over the years. And this (laughs) time she was fabulous. She actually was the best maid of honor I've ever had because she was fluffing my dress and making sure my hair was in place. Like there was just these little details that you understood she wanted me to feel special. And I'm, I'm I mean, not kidding. She was like literally on her hands trying to fix my dress so the picture was perfect. And that one moment, it just felt like everything I dreamt of just happening. And I think that, that beyond that, we weren't looking to, we are doing a photo package. We couldn't do it in Disneyland because our castle is down. <laughs> so we are flying to Orlando to do the photo session in front of the Cinderella castle with an add-on of Epcot, which worked out nicely because I do love that castle. Cinderella was my favorite princess growing up. I'm kind of saddened by the fact that we can't do it at our home castle where we got engaged, but 
there's never a sad feeling seeing Cinderella's castle beautifully lit. <laughs> now, can you talk a little bit about working with vendors for a Disneyland event? So some things you have to work with certain vendors, like a photographer. We had to go outside and work with a wonderful photographer who I highly recommend. Jack Randall was great. A lot of the things you can work inside. So obviously our food and our cake came from Disney itself, which was great because we got the churro cake that all my guests are still talking about. The flowers came from Disney itself. You can go with an outside vendor, but we saw some packages that they gave and I wanted the Calilly look and they performed it beautifully. Same thing with music. They don't have like in-house vendors. So you would have to go out of house and kind of just get it approved through Disney. And we looked into getting married in Orlando as well once we knew we were going to go the escape route. And I know Orlando kind of provides so much more because they do so many weddings throughout the year. And Disneyland's a little bit more selective because we have less of a land to do that or an opportunity to do as many, I would say. So there is a lot of differences that for Disneyland, you do have to see a lot of outside vendors often. Okay. And then did you modify the menu at all? Yeah, I think we upgraded the meat option. My fiance is a huge meat eater. So he really did, like wanted a nice fine cut of meat. I don't remember what it was because I'm actually vegan. So I didn't get to eat my own wedding dinner. <laughs> but what? they didn't have a vegan option for you? <laughs> they did for me. But the, the actual upgrade, I think we went with a beef upgrade. And I do know that that was one of the things that he was really excited about. And the chefs at Disneyland have been amazing throughout our entire relationship. Like we've never had a bad experience at any of the resort hotels or restaurants. So we kind of knew that we were going to get something yummy. And sure enough, they delivered a phenomenal meat dinner. <laughs> Can you give my listeners a basic timeline of how the day ran? Our ceremony was at 2 p.m. Um, we wanted it at around the same time that we met for our first date at Disneyland. And it lasted about half an hour. Then from there, we did pictures with the family at the courtyard with the monorail. And then we went into the reception area for a visit with Mickey and Minnie. After that, we had our first dance and our cake cutting. And then we actually did the cake cutting before dinner. So Mickey and Minnie could kind of still be part of that. And then we had we finished with actually dinner and a little bit of dancing. Before I showed up for the ceremony, I know my guests got to have a little bit of like a water refreshment center in the Breeze's Courtyard, which was reserved for us since early in the morning. I know I walked by 9 a.m. and it was already reserved and beautiful. Uh, so I was able to get ready in one of the rooms. It was a getting ready room that was just a couple feet away from the courtyard. And then I was walked out in front of all the guests. And that was a really magical experience. I think feeling like a princess inside of Disneyland was far none a once in a lifetime opportunity. And all the guests at Disneyland really made me feel that way, especially like the little kids that would kind of see me walk by. <laughs> That's great. Did you add any private events? So unlike Disney World, there's not a lot of private events we could have added at Disneyland, especially since the ones that I looked at World were more open to like a dessert party before and after events. And we we don't have as many opportunities. So we decided to go off script and a la carte. And we, having paid for everybody's hotel rooms, we decided to have like a rehearsal dinner at this Trader Sam's bar at Disneyland Hotel next to the pool. And then we watched the fireworks show from the Paradise Pier pool deck where most of my guests were staying. And then from inside the rooms, we had a suite and you're able to see into World of Color and they'll play the music over the television set. So that was kind of cool. And then we ordered room service and had a whole little event. And then in the morning, we all went to Magic Hour, which was so much fun because having all my guests be part of those pictures was a tremendous experience. And then we were at the park for a little bit before... Everybody had to go back to the rooms, get ready, and 
be at my wedding. I had to leave a little bit early because I wanted to do hair and makeup and take a little bit of time to myself. And I know my fiance jumped into the pool for a little bit because you cannot get that man out of water. But beyond that, I think it was just more of like an experience that we decided to work ourselves into the program rather than order a service because what I wanted was the one in Orlando and we don't have that capability here. So we decided to make our own. Okay. So when you were planning, what were the most important aspects of the wedding where you focused your attention or your budget? So for any future brides, I think that two things are very important. One, at one point you have to leave social media and stop seeing what everybody else has because you lose sight of what is important to you. And two, recognize what's important to both of you. Because I know growing up, I wanted to be a Disney bride and there were certain things that were absolutely must, like the castle shoot was a huge priority for me. And that slowly shifted once we started working together as a couple and we kind of saw what was important to both of us. But being online and social media and seeing being part of these bride blogs and seeing all that is done throughout the parks, including here, Orlando, and even Paris, I got a million ideas and kind of lost sight of what was actually important to me. And it took a little bit of time to kind of come back to it. So what I think at the end of the day was the most important part was one, I wanted to be inside this magical land and feel special. But most importantly, I wanted to find my Prince Charming. And I think my favorite part about the Disney coordinators and Disney wedding team is that they always kind of included him in everything that I did. And even our ceremony itself was full of Disney quotes and full of Disney magic and full of Disney love. And it was just like our own little version of a Disney movie. So, and I forgot how important that was throughout the planning process to make sure that there was a lot of love into this because you start working on little details of what the gifts for the guests were and what we wanted to do that morning, what we wanted to do the night before, what hotels everybody's going to stay in. And throughout that process, you kind of forget that there's like a little magic inside of the love story. (laughs) That's a really great point. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your effort or your money? I think decor for my Disney wedding was less important than the decor for my at-home wedding. I mean, you can see the stark difference because at our at-home wedding, we kind of blew our budget on decor and flowers and our cake and everything because that was kind of important to fill the magic with these sort of visual elements. Whereas within Disney, like Disney itself is stunning. You know, our brief courtyard, I feel like if we loaded it with the flowers that we did at our at-home wedding, it would have lost a little bit of its like romantic woodsy appeal and then same thing with like inside the room Disney provided a nice little backdrop and everything but at the same time like we definitely wanted to feel like we were at Disney and not just another hotel hall room and I think that that was a really nice part of it that just the backdrop of where you were itself kind of made up for what we didn't want to focus on and I think if especially for brides on a budget I'm not saying that that's what we focused on because our upgrades were like the room and the park and all that stuff. But if you are on a budget, there is a way to do it within Disney because you don't have to overspend to make people feel magical inside the park. That's a good point. What ended up being your favorite memory of your Disney wedding day? There's a moment during our ceremony where the monorail was going to come and we can hear it coming. And my fiance was in the middle of his vows. Uh, We wrote our own (laughs) vows. And we all kind of pause to wave at the monorail and then the the guests kind of wave back and everything. And then he came back and he was just like, there was just like this moment, like he kind of looked at me and he looked, he's like, wow, we're actually getting married inside of Disneyland. And that just felt special because we, we come a long way from, we were strangers who went to the park one day together 
to we got engaged there and then we officially became man and wife at the park and there was just that moment that we kind of took to ourselves and it was just him and I and the world kind of faded and we recognized where we were and took that moment in. Oh. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Yeah, my makeup artist did not show up. <gasps> um, she got really sick. There was a huge flu season and she got really sick and she let me know maybe the Friday before that she's going to try to pull her weight to make it. Never happened. So I'm not saying that she dropped the ball and I will never reveal the name because it was, I don't think it was malintent. I just had a scramble two days before to find someone to do my makeup and my hair in time. And luckily I was able to find somebody and they were really excited to do a Disney wedding. So I think that really helped. Vendors are a little little bit more open to working with you if you're going to be a Disney bride. But it was definitely a stressful period. Interesting. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I think the seating chart for me, I worried a little bit too much for both weddings, I would say, because um, I definitely wanted every detail to be perfect. And at the end of the day, people who are having fun kind of move around anyway. So I wish I didn't stress that much about it. And then the other one, which is strange, is the wine selection. I overstressed about which wines I wanted to serve because wines are so important to me. And one wedding was a vineyard and Disney wines are actually really great wines. And I think I was the only one that cared what wine was served. I don't think anybody would have noticed a difference. (laughs) And is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? I wish I knew at the very onset that this package was an option because we were looking at an either or situation for the longest time. And there was a lot of heartbreak in between all the changes. So once we didn't get the castle, there was a couple of weeks where I literally cried Um, Once we found out that the Catholic ceremony couldn't happen inside, that was kind of a setback and a heartbreak. And, you know, when we found out that like a lot of our family members weren't able to come over, that was a heartbreak. So had I known the availability of packages at the onset, I think I would have spared myself a lot of tears because I would have known that there was various options. And I honestly did not know until I started watching the Disney wedding shows and saw the different size weddings of everybody and realized like, oh, there's not just a wedding at Disneyland. There's definitely an opportunity for all happily ever afters to happen if they really wanted to. And that was really encouraging. And I want to thank like our coordinator and the Disney wedding team because they never at any point made me feel like one, this wasn't possible or two, if I had an at-home wedding, it was any less special. I think they were like the biggest supporters of love. And that was really exciting to have when you have so many disappointing factors going to the overall planning. <laughs> And then do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I think it's hard because while I say I wish there was more options at the onset to avoid heartbreak, there are so many options at some point that you do feel like a little overwhelmed to make the right decisions. And I think that the issue that I had towards the end of the planning process is I wanted to do too much because I would see so many brides and this was once in a lifetime and I wanted to be everything all at once. And then I had to take a step back and realize, well, no, because we can do a renewal at one point in Orlando or I saw a photo shoot in Disneyland Paris that looked amazing. And there's just like you you stay on long enough to know that there's life after your wedding day. <laughs> so you don't have to throw all the details into one what couple hour session. You can kind of spread it out. And even little things like, you know, we talked about doing a photo shoot once we get pregnant and like announced that because we don't want to miss out on a Disneyland castle shoot eventually or stuff like that. And so I think that that was kind of cool of like, after it was all said and done, when we planned everything, and I felt overwhelmed that it might be over soon, there's life after your Disney wedding with other 
Disney magic. That's great. Now, just because your photos are so amazing, can you tell my listeners a little bit about your at-home ceremony and how you came up with the ideas for some of this stuff? Like, you had a cake suspended from the ceiling. (laughs) How did you do this? (laughs) So this goes all back to my wonderful fiancé now husband, who um, I think definitely wanted his Disney bride to be happy with what we ended up going with. And so we found an international coordinator, Lorena Cardenas, who's amazing, who kind of knew from the onset that we were going to have a Disney wedding and the disappointment we had when we knew our family wouldn't be able to go to our wishes wedding. So we took our budget and decided to almost double it so she can run with the Disney magic that she could do and find little details that would give us a little bit of what we had here in California. The suspended cake um, was because we went to the venue and it looked like a ballroom and we already wanted a chandelier of flowers. So once we already paid for that and saw how beautiful that might turn out, we're like, what else can we hang? Um, And she and I kind of looked around and thought of ideas. I bake uh, and I baked since I was a little girl. And now I get to bake cakes for friends and family's big events, including like large tier cakes. My favorite are my niece and nephews that I get to build these special cakes for. So the cake was one of the most important parts of both of my weddings. At Disneyland, I got to have my churro cake. So at the Baja California wedding, I wanted something equally magical and searched online and looked at different options and what I wanted was a 10-tier cake that's suspended from the ceiling and I told her like can we do this and she's like done and so I don't know if you guys get a chance to look at it like it was one of the most awe-striking moments at our wedding I shared my day with three people one was my flower girl which was my dog the second one was my handsome groom and then the cake you know they shared the spotlight (laughs) Yeah, I'll get some photos from you and put them in the slideshow for this post. Anything else you can tell my listeners about special touches you added to the at-home wedding, maybe to incorporate Disney or just that sort of magical feeling? I think that the difference between Disney and the at-home wedding was obviously really striking because it was two different feels. But at the same time, we wanted to keep similar elements into both. So my family from abroad could feel that they were part of both ceremonies. And so him and I can feel that we weren't having two disjointed events, like they were somehow brought together. So once I went with my planning session with a wedding coordinator at Disney, I kind of took that to my next one. It was like, these are elements that we're using over here. So calories were incorporated into both weddings. Certain flavor palettes were incorporated into both weddings. There was a happily ever after theme at my at-home wedding. And I've seen some brides do a great job online as well. But like there was themes that we kind of kept. There was a big storybook entrance and we had a big backdrop of once upon a time with our dessert table I think that we decided that our favors were going to be a donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation because we love what they do with children and how they send them to Disney so they can also experience that kind of like nostalgia magic and we added little Mickey keychains and like bottle openers for everybody so I think that we try to take elements from both places to make sure that we had like a cohesive overall wedding Um, And at the same time, I think that my friends and family all know how much of a Disney fan I am and how excited I was to be a Disney bride. So they kind of played into the spirit and decided to like all our gifts were from Disney or certain little added details were very Disney oriented. So we were kind of excited about that. We were able to spend $100,000 in a Baja California wedding with a great coordinator and bring a little bit of magic to those vineyards. And we're pretty happy with the results. That's amazing. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been very helpful for anyone who's interested in planning a Disneyland wedding or perhaps having a Disneyland wedding combined with a Catholic wedding at home. And I appreciate your taking the time. 
Thank you so much, Carrie. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.